It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. ESPN's Dan Graziano had a very interesting report around the Miami Dolphins and Christian Wilkins yesterday. And oh, 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 you better buckle up because we're in the end game now. Franchise tag talk here today, Locked On Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of the cap to our everydayers because it is your team every day. We don't just say it. We live it here on the Locked On. On Network, today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And we have entered into the not faint of heart chapter of the waiting game <laughs> between uh, the end of the NFL season and the start of the league calendar year because ESPN's Dan Graziano went on ESPN Network Television yesterday and said the following statement as it pertains to one of Miami's biggest looming free agents. The Dolphins don't plan on letting Christian Wilkins leave. If that means franchising him, that's likely what they'll do. Okay, Um, we did the other week on the show, what the ideal outcome was uh, for the Christian Wilkins saga at this stage of the game. And my outcome for the most preferable long-term benefit of both Christian Wilkins and of the Dolphins included the franchise tag, but it was hypothetically with a tag and trade scenario. That uh, is only half of what was disclosed here from Dan Graziano. It's sounding as though the Dolphins are really intent on letting Christian Wilkins stay in Miami for at least another season. Now there's, of course, the game that's being played. In the same way that the conversation around Tua Tagovailoa's contract extension is put out there into the ethos that he has a strong argument because of the rising salary cap to be right in line with the market reset dollars, right? That gets put out there into space, and you hear that and you say, hmm, I wonder if Athletes First had any nudge towards that NFL network report. ESPN, obviously, this statement is coming from the perspective of the team, so this could be factually what the Dolphins plan on doing. This could be a leverage play from the Dolphins to try to help better facilitate Christian Wilkins to uh, acquiesce in some of the contract negotiations that have been ongoing for the better part of a year with Christian Wilkins. But it is particularly notable that Graziano's report says the Dolphins don't plan on letting Christian Wilkins leave. If that means franchising him, that's likely what they will do. So 
we kind of have to recalibrate some of our conversations. And that's exactly what I'm going to do here today on the show with the objective being, look, if the Dolphins want to do this, what does it look like? And you go all the way back through this whole saga, this whole salary cap debate for the past 12 plus months for Dolphins outlets and content creators and beat writers and podcasters and everybody in between. My stance has always been the Dolphins are going to be able to do whatever they want to do. And I've said before, and I'll say again, very often it's not what you say, it's how you say it. I can hear how some people may hear that and say, well, Kyle doesn't think there's any problems or limitations. But in reality, what I am saying is if the Dolphins decide to do something There will be nothing that precludes them from doing it. It doesn't mean you get to do everything you want to do. But the Dolphins, it's always been, they're going to have all their options on the table. And no matter what outcomes they decide to say, you know what, we want to prioritize this and that, they're going to have the ability to do it. Case in point, potentially putting Christian Wilkins on the franchise tag to play a season, hypothetically. Now, the report from Graziano did include uh, cap space being an obstacle, so they'd be better off signing him long-term. Maybe that's kind of the context clue. You need to know that the Dolphins are putting this out there to try to facilitate Wilkins to bend a little bit on whatever he's hoping for in negotiations. I don't know. You can try to read between the lines as best you can. You know the game within the game. But if the Dolphins decide, yeah, we're going to franchise tag Christian Wilkins, he's not going, he's not going. Now, there's concessions and other decisions and consequences that are going to take place elsewhere across the roster. I've done that, so we can talk about that for the rest of the show. When we did the show the other week and I said, you know, the worst-case scenario is Christian Wilkins playing on the franchise tag because you're potentially looking at a fifth-year option year for Tua that's over $23 million and then a franchise tag for a defensive tackle, which is over $20 million. With the salary cap being what it is, that's a little prohibitive. That's where I think this uh, pro football talk NBC sports report of an extra $8 million in salary cap space comes into play. That opens up a little bit more flexibility for a franchise tag uh, to be included on the roster. It's still the most prohibitive thing that you can do this year. But if the Dolphins want to do it, they ain't going to stop them from doing it. They've got more restructure capability than any other team in the NFL right now as far as dollars that they can create. Now, that might include some dollars that you're uh, creating that that maybe change the dynamics of how cleanly you get out of contracts in the coming years. We'll talk about that on the show as well when we talk about moves that help. But at the end of the day, whatever the Dolphins decide they want to do, this has always been the stance, they're going to be able to do. And the report that Christian Wilkins uh, may be facing the franchise tag is a little bit of a surprise, but then also... You remind yourself, if they decide it's the most critical piece of their offseason to ensure that it gets taken care of and they retain his services, they're going to do it because they have the flexibility. Now, I've been pretty close-minded to it because it's not what I would do. And if you do franchise tag him, I would make sure that I make the other corresponding moves and I would still explore trade for Christian Wilkins. Because there is the needs of the many versus the needs of the few, which has been kind of the buzzword about the decisions surrounding Christian Wilkins in general versus the ability to field a remodeled or retain your players on the offensive line. 
I think Christian Wilkins, the number one domino that comes with Christian Wilkins is both of those interior offensive linemen who missed half the season for you last year, but were quality starters and Robert Hunt and, and Connor Williams. Those guys are probably gone. The, again, Christian Wilkins, them deciding to do whatever they want doesn't mean there's no consequences. It just means there's nothing prohibiting them from doing whatever they feel are the utmost of importance personnel moves to make. And the dominoes that shake out after that, they're going to find a way to piece it together. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, it's going to be somebody else's problem. But it'll still be our problem because we're going to be covering the team here on Lockdown Dolphins. So let's talk about the moves that help this happen if it does let's talk about where uh, Miami can go what levers they can pull what cuts they can make what restructures exist what extensions that can be done and then we'll talk about the spending expectation that comes after that next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins so stick with us today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is sponsored by BetterHelp Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off of our chest, big or small. Certain things can really start to weigh on you. It's important to let all of those things out, especially to someone who is unbiased in your life. You've been thinking of giving therapy a try. Consider BetterHelp. Therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team, using or not using the franchise tag on one of your favorite players. So it's important to get those things off of your chest. Uh, BetterHelp is entirely online. It's designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So accommodating a Christian Wilkins franchise tag uh, in 2024 for the Dolphins. One of the things that we acknowledge is your veteran players that are going to be here for at least the next two seasons. They're all in a universal bucket. If they are big contracts, they're getting restructured to the maximum degree. So that includes Tyreek Hill, Bradley Chubb, Zach Sealer, who you just gave a contract to. You could restructure Zach Sealer and save $4.7 million in cap space. So according to over the cap, and there's more savings power that can be had, depending on if you implement void years on the back end of these contracts or not. So at a minimum, if you max restructure Tyreek Hill with the salary and bonuses that he has available, you can cut his cap number to under $19 million. You could save $12.5 million against the cap. Jalen Ramsey has $11 million in roster bonus in addition to a salary, base salary. You can restructure all of that into a new signing bonus, and his salary cap number checks in this season at $9 million. You could save $18.2 million against the cap by restructuring Jalen Ramsey. Bradley Chubb, you can save $14 million to. When we, that contract was first signed, one of the things that I admired about it was how it was structured in a way that gave you very easy levers to pull to save a lot of cap space. But also, if you wanted to get out of that contract quickly based on how it was initially structured, you could. 
Bradley Chubb played outstanding football this year until he unfortunately had the knee injury week 17. All intents and purposes, we're assuming he's going to continue to do that once he recovers from his injury. Whether we see him in the first month of the season or not remains to be seen, but you can restructure all of his dollars and his salary cap hit goes to $12.3 million. Zach Sealer, we mentioned, uh, you can cut his cap hit to $5.6 million with a restructure of his base salary. The other restructure that's possible here, and I've alluded to this, um, maybe not the most popular idea in the world, but the other thing that you can do is you can restructure to Ron Armstead. Would I be surprised if the Dolphins ultimately decided to do this? No, I would not. Um, it was reported yesterday that he is probably going to be back. Obviously, there is a health and availability, durability component for Teron Armstead. The retirement was floated around this offseason. But I've ran the numbers. He's due 13 and a quarter million dollars in salary plus $650,000 as a bonus for making the Pro Bowl. So that's, I'm going to do the math live on the show, $13.9 million in salary plus the prorated dollars from his previous commitments. And he also has $529,407 as his incentive money for last year, which was however many games you were active with a maximum of $1 million. So he got the portioned out bit of that. Uh, so his cap commitment for this upcoming season is $20,788,157. You could restructure. He's got three years left on his deal. You could restructure and put a void year on the back end of the deal. If you did that, if you did that, say you take an even number, take $12 million of a $13.9 million salary that, that or of cash that Toronto Armstead is owed. He's got three years remaining on his deal. If you added a void year on the back end of it for a fourth year for a dummy, you would save $9 million against the cap this year to cut his cap commitment to $11.7 million. If you did that with the understanding that we're going to post June 1st wave Teron Armstead or he's going to retire next year and you process it post June 1st, we'll have no more guaranteed money left for salary purposes. So you don't have to restructure anything. You say, look, Teron, last ride. We're going to restructure you. We're going to process your retirement or we're going to cut you post June 1st. It's up to you. If you have that understanding, here's the fallout from restructuring Teron Armstead. You save $9 million against the cap this year. If you post June 1st him next year in 2025 versus the originally scheduled cap commitment of 20 point, $20.65 million in cap commitment in 2025, you would gain $11.3 million against the cap by cutting him or processing his retirement in 2025 post-June 1st. So you save 11.3 versus what you're on the books for right now. And then you would save 8.3 in 2026 versus what he's currently on the books for in the final year of his contract. So I save $9 million this year. I post-June 1st of next year and then save $11.3 million versus what he's currently on the books for and then in 2026, I save $8.3 million of what I'm currently on the books for. Is it better and ideal to get out of the contract as clean as possible? Yes, of course it is. But this is the point. If the Dolphins want to do something, 
They're going to be able to do it. There's enough different ways to finesse and fudge and work this system that you can manufacture it. And for Teron Armstead to know my exit ramp includes $9 million in savings this year when I'm trying to spend, and I know I'm taking the exit ramp next year, and I'll save 11.3 versus what I'm on the hook for right now, and then I'll save 8.3 the year after that by restructuring $12 million in money into a signing, uh, new signing bonus with a fourth year on the back end of the deal that is a void year where he's not under contract. I mean, that money gets accelerated up when you cut him anyway. But the point is, it's another year as a placeholder, so instead of dividing $12 million by three, you get to divide it by four, and you save an extra million against the cap this year. You can do it. I've done the numbers. And what I can tell you is if you do it, $9 million plus this perceived pro football talk, NBC Sports, $8 million more of salary cap space. It was projected at 42. Mike Cloat check in at 250. I'm not a math guy, but I can tell you eight plus nine is 17. I can tell you the franchise tags in the 20s. You're almost all the way there for those two things alone. There's a long-term sustainability conversation, yes. But the Dolphins were always either going to build until it broke and then have one down year and hopefully you want enough in the meantime where everybody keeps their jobs for the transition or they were going to try to slow play the transition year over year and remain competitive and not have the bottom drop out and keep chasing dubs. They could do it either way. You just have to achieve a certain amount of success to give you the grace for when the transition needs to happen one way or the other. We didn't mention Jerome Baker, uh, who I think is a, a contract extension slash cut candidate as well, could save you 9.4. If you wanted to give him a contract extension, you could cut his salary cap in half to about seven and a half, eight million million, $8 depending on what, what uh, his salary, he's owed like $10 million in cash. If that becomes a signing bonus, how many years are you extending him out? What does that look like? But you can create, again, another $7 million in cap space by extending Jerome Baker, or you can save 9.4 by cutting Jerome Baker. Do you want to open up another needle on the team? Maybe not. And then there's the Tua Tungvaloa contract extension, which is kind of a looming variable here as well. If you gave Tua a monster contract, I've been studying the quarterback contracts of Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, who's got a really unique contract structure, all these dudes with these big money quarterback contracts. If they're going to have to find a way to thread the needle, right, with Tua, and they want to make the commitment because of the benefit of the short-term cap space and the long-term stability of knowing what direction they have at quarterback, you can like it or not like it, don't come at me. It's just like yesterday on the show we talked about Tyreek Hill. And Jalen Wallace said, if you're going to trade a wide receiver, don't trade the 25-year-old on a rookie contract. You got a 30-something wide receiver who's owed $60 million in three years. That would be the name that would be on the conversation. People in the comments, Kyle, you're talking crazy, talking trading Tyreek Hill. I'm not trying to trade anybody. I'm saying if you want to maximize your window, you keep the players that are here. You try to complement with the proper ancillary places pieces around it, and I think that's the appropriate thing for the Dolphins to do. If you want to tear it all down because you don't believe in this, that, or the other thing, or so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so, that's fine. I'm not trying to trade Tyreek Hill. If I were trading Tyreek Hill, I'd trade him in two years. 
the last year of his deal. I'm not trading him now because the Dolphins are they're going to be competitive in 2024. You might not think so because they lost three games at the end of the season, but well, like I'm over feeling sorry for myself about it. I say all that to say this. Christian Wilkins on the franchise tag, plus the $8 million and what has been reported from NBC Sports as extra salary cap space versus reported, plus contract restructures of Tyreek Hill, Jalen Ramsey, Bradley Chubb, Toronto Armstead, Zach Sealer, plus cutting Emmanuel Agba, Jeff Wilson, and Keon Crossan, plus contract extensions for Jerome Baker and Tua Tungvaloa. Okay, players that are going to be here either get new contracts or they get restructured. We already went through the exit strategy on the Toronto Armstead contract. It's kind of the controversial contract restructure that remains. The extra cap we already covered. Christian Wilkins, where are the Dolphins at in cap space? After all that, $30 million in cap space. What can you do with that? Well, you got to go over who's left to be resigned on the rest of the team. You got to talk about free agent needs, draft needs, all that kind of stuff. That's next here on Locked on Dolphins. Score buckets with your first bet over FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. It's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all of your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on to shoot your shot with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So $30 million in cap space, approximately. And it depends on what how much of a signing bonus you give to a tongue of low. It might be more than that. I gave him a big, like my my forecasted, and, and we're not ready to have that conversation here in segment three of a, a Thursday show. But I think I have my Tua Tungvaloa like compromise what I would want to offer versus what their camp wants to offer. So finding some middle ground there for a competitive offer quarterback contract extension for Tua, I have mine done. I could tell you the, the number for year one on the cap in that regard is $13.5 million. So you open up $10 million there. Um, that does lock him in long-term. Obviously, what you uh, can accomplish with Christian Wilkins, he's going to want Jeffrey Simmons dollars plus, which is 23 per, I would imagine, after the season that he just had. Do you get that done? Do you get that done in lieu of Connor Williams and Robert Hunt? I would say probably. I would assume... If if Christian's back, even with all these other moves, Connor and Robert Hunt are, are probably out the window. And maybe that's helpful for you. Like, ideally, you find players that have uh, experience in the same system, so there's not kind of the same learning 
curve and growing pains. I know that was something that was talked about from year one to year two is understanding the system. If that's what you're going to do, maybe you want to change your, your body types up front. And I think Robert Hunt's a universal body type, but it, I mean, if he's in, intent on getting $15 million per, when we did our, our Robert Hunt contract offer the other day or the other week, I came in and said, I'd offer about 13, 13, five. And if you start getting up higher over that, then I do ask myself the question, can I get 85% of the player for 60% of the cost? Is that the frame of mind of the Dolphins? I don't know. But is it, you know, retaining Christian Wilkins, and we do think we can find 85% of the player at 60% of the cost, it's how I think you can continue to justify um, this being a pathway that the Dolphins take. And that all comes back to the core central thought Going all the way back when when this team kind of pushed ships in in 2023 and said, hey, we're, we're going for it, is they're going to be able to accomplish whatever primary objectives they decide. They get to choose what the primary objectives are. I could sit here and put my lens on the team as much as I want, just like Travis Winkill can put his lens on the team as much as he wants, or uh, Alan Pupar can put his lens on the team as much as he wants, or Adam Beasley can put the lens on the team as much as he wants, or whatever else. They're the ones that are making the decision. So all we can do is speculate as best as we can. But the thought has always been, whatever they choose to prioritize, they're going to be able to do. There's going to be nothing that's so restrictive that you can't get something done. And what do you choose to be the nuclear fallout from that? Whether you choose to, as I have tried to say, is uh, uh, an opportunity to, to get realigned in the what you determine are your ancillary parts of your roster. Or the other end of the other end of that spectrum is Omar has called it kind of a cap apocalypse. But if I know I restructure my players that are here for the next two years, I mean my quarterback contract extension because they're gonna want to give him one. I trim some very easily avoidable fat. And notice I didn't even mention Xavier Howard because he's going to be a post-June 1st. So you can't do anything with that money in the here and now. You could find a trade partner and save like $2 million. I don't think that's going to happen. If it does, you're not getting more than a five. And if it does happen, great. You get the $2 million. Your books are clear for 2025. You have no dead cap for, for Xavier in that regard. And then you just have to be a little bit more tight-lipped with what you're doing post-June 1st. Because there's not going to be a lot of other levers to pull after Howard. But Howard's your big Trump play, in my mind, right now, post-June 1st, when you open up $14 million, $15 million in cap space. But of the other remaining expiring contracts, I mean, half these guys, I'm not particularly interested in bringing Isaiah Wynn back or Robbie Chosen back or Eli Apple back or Justin Houston or Nick Needham or Melvin Ingram or Brandon Jones, or Bruce Irvin or Tyler Croft. I think of Deshaun Hand, if you bring back Christian, then you really can just leave leave that spot on the defensive line open and go find somebody else to play it. I'm mildly interested in bringing back Raquan Davis. I think Justin Bethel is a special teams guy. is a great option. He's going to be $1.2 million. Okay. You need to find a punter. I mean, they're, they're at most $1.5 million. Kendall Lamb, i double his pay. I, I might triple his pay. <laughs> Make sure that man's back on the team this year. Uh, Robert Jones is a restricted free agent. I think is a, a rosterable NFL offensive lineman. You don't usually let guys like that go, especially when they're 25 years old. Barrios, 
less than what he made last year as a primary special teams guy, wide receiver five, maybe. Andrew Van Ginkle, definitely interested. Deshaun Elliott, definitely interested. But if you're going to let the two offensive linemen walk, you're going to say, look, we're going to reset the money there. I know teams aren't, fans aren't going to like that. But how do you choose to go? Can, can you find a starter in free agency? And then you have to hit on a draft pick. You have to hit on a draft pick. It's an uncomfortable spot to be in because they haven't had great track record there. And the one track record success that they did have before Austin Jackson turned around is the guy who you're getting ready to walk out the door and Robert Hunt. But if you're choosing between the two and you choose Christian Wilkins over Robert Hunt, you say, hey, look, Connor and, and his aspirations, not where we're going to pay. It's a great center class in free agency. It's a great center class in the draft. It's a great interior offensive line class in free agency. It's a terrible offensive tackle class. So I'm glad we're not in that, that boat. So I, I would just say kind of setting expectations if they maxed everything else out to the best of their ability, and maybe they don't do it all at once, right? Maybe they do it just as they need to, to create space. Hey, we want to make a move. Hey, this guy wants to sign. Let's pull one lever. Boom. We're going to create just enough space. Boom. We'll fit the contract in the books. Two days later, hey, so-and-so wants to sign. Boom. Do the next one. Now we can fit the contract on the books, build it all the way through. Boom. We can do a contract extension here because we need space. If you have all this stuff that's kind of building and ready to go, you don't have to max yourself out unless you find yourself in a position where we need more space, which would be what I think is the admirable and respectable thing to do. Don't empty the chamber all at once and then get to the end of the road and say, man, we didn't really need to do those last three things. We had enough space with the guys that we wanted to bring in anyway. You can take it as you go. They're going to be able to do what they want to do. Now, not without repercussions, not without consequences, and not without guys that they're going to choose to prioritize finding more economic options for. But Dan Graziano seems to think Christian Wilkins is priority 1A for this Dolphins team. Even if it's on the franchise tag, which is not an attractive option, but the conversation beyond that is if you get Christian under contract or on, on the franchise tag, one of the other levers that you could then pull is you have a one-year, 20-plus million-dollar fully guaranteed salary. If you do iron out a contract extension, boom, that shoe can drop. That's a lever. And just like Xavier Howard, magically now you can have more cap space for post-June 1st if you figure out the contract extension. And then 2025 is going to come, and you're going to post-June 1st Toronto Armstead, and no, you can't touch the money up front, and they have to restructure some vets and probably do some player extensions for vets, like Jalen Ramsey will be in the last year of his deal then and there. And do it all over again. <laughs> and um, you may have to let one or two of your pieces that are expiring contracts then walk, whether that's David Long or one of your big three from that draft class. I will say the good news is right now, uh, the 2025 class is not looking particularly imposing when you consider you have fifth-year options for Jalen Phillips and Jalen Waddell. And so it's Javon Hollins and David Long are your big dogs that are expiring contracts next year. But it's not as imposing of a list as this year. Food for thought. It's going to do it for us here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Make it a great rest of your day. I will be back again tomorrow for more Miami Dolphins talk. I hope to see you then. Fins up. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.